Good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to Kindergarten Chaos, where we talk about all things teaching in kindergarten. And we give advice and we tell funny stories and we hope that you just have some fun and you're able to relate to what we're talking about, not just in the teaching world, but in everything, however it relates to you. You can pick and choose. So today we have our very first special guest, her name is Kathleen Merkin. She is a kindergarten teacher. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah. I am so excited to be here. I love podcasts. And we have, my name is Melissa Tumanian, and we have Jeanette Ackerman with us. She's Hello, Jeanette. Good morning. Good morning. She's our other host. So we are going to talk about numerous things, and uh, hopefully uh, it'll go in wonderful directions, and you like it. So I actually prepared some questions just to kind of guide us in the direction. And we can veer off of those questions, which is fine. If you can think of a story in your head or you can think of something you want to talk about, you could just interrupt. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you want to do. So first and foremost, Ms. Merkett, Mrs. Merkett, tell us how you got into teaching. Well, I grew up in a home of teachers. My mom and dad are teachers. My... I had a grandma who was a teacher, uncle is a teacher. I wanted to be anything but a teacher right out of high school. Um, so I didn't start teaching until I was 40 years old. And, um, and I had mostly raised my children and I realized that was what I really wanted to do. Uh, was I, I love children, I love being around them. So I went back to school and I graduated when I was 40 and I got my first job and um, it was at a charter school in North Logan, Utah and the principal's name was Eldon Budge and he believed in me and that is that was the biggest thing. I had so many self-doubts and he was so positive with me specifically and uh yeah so what grade was that that was second grade mm. that was second grade that seems to be everybody's like ideal grade everybody always wants to teach second well now i love kindergarten um i love kindergarten i just like i like the littles i like the little kids the thing that that is good about kindergarten that people who've taught older grades never expect is that it's it's always structured and it's short spurts of everything. Yeah. So it's like you can't have an hour long lesson where you're lecturing. Oh man. Right. No. It's always action and it's always, it's like, okay, well it's structured. This first half hour, this 20 minutes has to be this subject. Now we launch into this and it's always transitioning to something else. I don't even have the attention span for that. <laughs> right. Right. Well, I think you notice that people who teach kindergarten, when you have a special person, they have a people very special. Right. <laughs> I've always thought you two were special. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have a good attention span, but at the same time, I can, I can, like, tailor it to whatever I need it to be. Yeah. Know? And that's what needs to be. And I'm sure you found that out real quick after you transitioned from second grade to kindergarten. Yeah. Actually, I taught first grade for 
like three years. Oh. And then kindergarten. That yeah. was first grade. Very much like kindergarten. Right. Because now yeah. I'm teaching first grade and coming from nine years in kindergarten, it's very similar to kindergarten, but lessons are, I don't know, five, maybe 10 minutes longer, but it's still, yeah. transitions are still like kindergarten. Yeah. Well, in first grade, they can hold a pencil, they can write right. their name, they can write the letters. And that's one of the things I love about kindergarten is when I get them at the beginning of the year, they are, they know nothing. I think pretty much every year, okay, I've had three years, I do have students who just like break out in song and dance yeah. Yeah. at random times. Yeah. I mean, I do that, and I'm the teacher. <laughs> That's true, you do. Yeah. Well, one of my students was like, um, what it was, all of a sudden it's like quiet. It was last year, yeah, it was last year. And he's like, uh, Wapum Gangnam style, oh, yeah. oh, 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 Gangnam style. I'm like, oh my God, he's singing Gangnam style in the classroom. Yes. Like, who thinks of that? And and can we just mention, we don't talk about Bruno. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, in the year that, um, <laughs> yeah. a couple years ago, I had one student. He raised his hand. He stood up, and I thought he had a question. So I said, okay, what's your question? And he started singing the um, the chicken wing song from the TikTok videos. <laughs> and I was like, are you serious? And he knew that song bothered me, so he would walk behind me during recess and just sing it in my ear the whole time oh my, oh my goodness and then i got him to stop because i turned around and started singing with him and then he stopped he didn't do it again mm. <laughs> my whole class was singing chicken wing last year chicken oh. wing mine yeah. was we don't talk about bruno yeah that too yeah gosh they would yeah pile piles of songs on top of other piles yes. of songs it was constant yeah <laughs> what drives you to keep doing this in this difficult day and so many people are getting out of teaching. They're finding other careers. And what drives you to keep going? The money. <laughs> <laughs> and the time off? <laughs> yeah, June and July. No. Um, obviously, we did not get in this profession to be rich. No. Uh, but I think I mentioned it. To see a child progress from the beginning of the year to the end of the year and those light bulb moments, you guys know what yes, I'm talking about. Yes, yes, so rewarding. Where they, yeah, it's so rewarding. I feel like I make a difference in children, in, in their lives, and not just in my class. I try to take an interest in other kids on campus. Um, yeah, and I feel like I make a difference. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, the thing that I like about teaching in general is every year is a fresh start. Yes. So let's say you had, you know, you can experiment and see what works this year. And let's say you had a crappy, shitty year. Now you can start over again the next year. Whatever didn't work last year, don't do it. And you can start a new experiment. And to me, I like being able to do that. And every year it's something fresh and it keeps me on my toes instead of, droning on like could you imagine if we had to follow like i wouldn't want to follow each group of students every year no, no. there are some schools who do that yeah i can't yeah. i couldn't do that mm -mm. it would be the same nightmare and i would be <laughs> yes. making the same mistakes yes. over and over and over again yeah and this way you just start fresh and yeah i like that right yeah. that's me that's what what i like to do and my last job before that it was awful because every year it was the same group they were just older I was teaching adults with young adults with disabilities and it was the same issues and the same things didn't work. You know, it was just constant. Yeah. 
So. It's true. Every year is a fresh start. Yeah. And that's awesome. Um, another reason, I'm serious, you guys think I'm joking, but it is the social connections that I make with my teacher friends. Teacher friends are the best. They're yes. the best Your friends. Team. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm serious. I think about, I've thought about leaving this school because you guys know the first two years I here, was here were not exactly happy years on this campus. Right. Um, but you guys, I, I think about getting a job somewhere else and I, well, I live close. Yeah, so, that helps. You know, that yeah. helps. But also, I just love, I love you guys. You guys are awesome. Well, and that's why we made lunch where we wouldn't talk about work stuff. Lunch yes. was a time where we connected so much. We connected, but we would laugh. We would tell about the yes. crazy things that were going on, and then we would laugh about it. And, yeah, that's a big, <laughs> big thing for me yeah. is staying here. Yeah. yeah. Although, In fact, during I'm ready to come back to school because I'm ready to do this every day. Right. <laughs> I want to come back and make sure I'm organized. So I, I need to, like, get in that mode of thinking first. So is that your goal for this year? Come yes. back, organized? Be, be more methodical in what I do. Because now that we have an aid, yeah. you know, I can... You guys are going to love having an aid. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That makes it literally 12 to 1 ratio. Right? Oh, yeah. For most of the day. Yeah. But now I can give my aid a her set routine. Okay, at this time you do small groups. At this time, this is so this way she's not up in arms and like, what am I going to do every day? I, I know that feeling that you show up to work and you don't know what you're going to be doing, and I've always hated that. So I want to create like, <clears throat> you know, a schedule for her, schedule for us, and I think it's going to be a much better year. Oh my gosh, it's going to be great. <clears throat> so at my first school, at that charter school, we had 30 students, but we had an aide, a full time aide, and it was a huge difference. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it was. Yeah, because you could actually stand up and teach, and they could go around and put out the fires of, you know, yes. the child crawling under their desk, the other one, you know, that's got Breaking a... out in song. Yes, or, yeah. or has a hangnail that they cannot focus because their <laughs> finger hurts and they want a band. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, did I sound bitter? No, no, that's... that's <laughs> just that a little, just a little. <laughs> yes. Yeah, when I moved to another district after... Um, after moving to another district, I went to my classroom and I had a para walk in and she's like, hi, I'm, you know, she said her name, introduced herself. She's in there an hour every day. And I was like, oh, this is cool. But then the stuff that she did for me, I'm used to doing it because we never had uh, AIDS here, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so I'm like, wait, you're coming in every day to help me for an hour? And she's like, yes, whatever you want me to do, copies, small groups, whatever. Wow, and I'm like, yeah. okay. So yeah. then I had an EL para come in in the afternoons for my EL students. And I'm like, okay, do I have to make something for you? But it was nice. They already had a schedule mm -hmm. for the EL students mm -hmm. and worked with them for the 30 minutes mm -hmm. every day. Mm -hmm. And it was just nice for me to be able to teach Right, without having to worry about all the, that extra stuff. Exactly. Like, and knowing that your EL students are being covered. Yeah. And yes. having evidence for that. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yep. Let me just clarify that Jeanette used to work with Kathleen and I at the school that we're at, but she recently transitioned to a different school. 
So just to make that clear. Yeah. Yeah. You should come back now because it's a lot better now. Mm. <laughs> I'll think about it. No, it it's, I'm good. <laughs> feel, it would feel like going backwards, wouldn't it? Yeah. I just feel like my new district, my new school, it's, yeah. It's forwards, not backwards. It's, yeah. I feel like I'm moving forward and I'm back to loving teaching. Oh, good. Because when I left here, I didn't know if it's what I wanted to do anymore. Right? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people are feeling that, though, right now. Yeah. They're getting out of this profession. Well, I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like our current (laughs) administration, uh, especially, you know, our principals here, I feel like they're very responsive, very helpful, positive. Yeah. I, it, it's such a better working environment yeah. than when you left. But I don't, I don't blame you for, le- for leaving, yeah. you know. Right. Can you think of any awkward moments when you started teaching? <laughs> uh, yes. How long do we have? Right? Forever. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite stories, it was the first week of school, and this little girl sat right on the front row. Her name, oh, I can't say her name. We'll call her Betty. Okay. <laughs> Betty sat on the front row and she was she had an attitude. A little you know, little kids can have big attitudes. And I'm up there trying to teach and I feel like I'm, you know, doing this song and dance, trying to keep the audience entertained. And she raises her hand and she says, Mrs. Merkett, how long have you been a teacher? And I said, Oh, this is my first week. And she rolled her eyes and said, I knew it. <gasps> oh my gosh. <laughs> I had to turn my back to the class because I was laughing. Yeah. I, I'm never insulted by stuff that students say because they, they don't mean it. They don't. Yeah. They don't. Yeah. They're just learning how to socialize. So it's you. It's yeah. hard to get mad when they say things. Yeah. 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 It's, it's more. I look at it more as comedy. It's yes. Comedy. Right. It is. Yeah. How about you guys? I had one time I had a student who was very, she would try to upset everyone. And there was one day I was like, okay, Jeanette, don't let her get to you. And she made this loud sound, like it sounded like a siren in the class that I didn't know it was, it came from her. And I turned around and I looked at the class and I almost said, what the and I stopped myself. I looked out the window and I took a deep breath. I was like, Jeanette, watch it. But she finished it off for me. She said, what the fuck? And I was like, <gasps> so I was like, oh, so she knew what I wanted to say. And she finished it for me. So I was like, well, I'm not going to get in trouble for it. So <laughs> she said it. So I called her mom and we laughed about it. But yeah, mom just told her don't say it next time. And even if you do hear someone say it. Don't finish it for them. And I'm sure mom said, oh, we never talk like that at home. (laughs) Actually, mom admitted she says that a lot, which was surprising. She's like, sorry, I say that a lot because to me, a lot of things she does do is WTF. (laughs) Yes. So that was nice that mom admitted it to you. But yeah, I was surprised that, you know, a five-year-old would be able to finish that sentence. nowadays. But then couldn't even write her name. Right? Right? (laughs) But I'll bet she'd be able to text that on the phone. Of course. Oh, probably. Yeah, yeah. she'd know it. Like if she got a text and it said WTF, she'd know what it meant. Right. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, I saw her, actually, her and mom around uh, the 99-cent store not too long ago. And she said hi, but she was just in that phone the whole time texting yeah. someone. Yeah. And I was like, oh. Yeah. yeah, they can do that. But it's hard for them to write in the classroom. Right. During summer school, I had a, a boy, and he's, he cried like all day, just crying and crying and crying. And a small class, seven kids around the table, and I kept telling him, you need to stop crying. This look, if your cram breaks, so what? It's you now. You got two crayons. Just use it. It's not a big deal. Oh, I'm so sorry. I can't believe I did that. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And I said, you are going to be a grown man, and you're going to be crying like that over everything. <laughs> and the girl across the table goes, Yeah, you're going to be a grown man, and you're going to have a wife, and she's going to get pregnant. Oh, and then you're really going to be crying. <laughs> and he said, Oh, you're right. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's hilarious. That was the funniest thing ever. Yeah, that is funny. Oh, I had a little boy, um, and he, oh, I was going to say always the boys, but yours are girls. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So I had this little boy, and he was just distraught, near tears, and we're lining up, and he comes up to me, and he says, Mrs. Merkett, my egg sack hurts. I'm like, <laughs> your, your egg sack hurts? And he's like, yeah, it hurts. And I'm like, you have an egg sack? I'm totally not, not, I have sons. I had no idea what he was talking about. And finally I realized one of his balls. And it, he was explaining to me that he'd gone up, his egg sack had gone up inside of him and it really hurt. And I'm like, how does that oh happen? Oh my gosh, okay. So I said, that's something you're going to need to talk to mom about. Help oh my to, gosh. Yeah. Wait, say that again? She took him where? To the hospital. Yeah. And they helped it descend. <laughs> oh. Yeah. But I couldn't. It took me several minutes to realize what. Exactly. I'm thinking like a spider egg sack. Yeah. He's got an egg sack. <laughs> Let how me see he... your backpack. <laughs> what? Yes. And how do you know this egg sack is in pain? Yeah. <laughs> That's oh. just funny because I could see Merck get like, wait, what? What? Remember, we had another teacher on our team, Mrs. Rosales. Oh, yes. She had a student who went in front of the class while she was teaching and pulled his pants down and started just wiggling. Uh. His, and she, you know, wiggling it around. His hot dog. And yes, okay. And he says, and she says, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, put it away, put it away, like it's a toy. <laughs> So let's talk about what are some different names for that egg sack. This year, my boys amazed me. Uh, they called them their biscuits, their hot dog. Yeah. I've heard hot dog, yeah. Wiener, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it just cracked me up. I'm trying to think of the others. Oh, let me tell you this. So, you know, I'm at a new school. I'm in first grade. I taught kinder for nine years. And... Last year, a student comes up to me, and I showed him my dogs, because you guys know I show pictures of my dogs yeah. all the time. And he saw the picture of Hunts, who is a dachshund, which they also call a wiener dog. Well, I had a boy come up to me and said, your dog looks like my wiener. 
And I was like, what are you talking about? Oh, my gosh. And I I knew what he was talking <laughs> about, and I was trying not to smile or laugh. And I was like, oh, yeah, they call them wiener dogs because it looks like a hot dog. And he's like, no, that's not what I'm talking about. Oh. And I was like, well, I don't know what you're talking about. Go sit down and go pick up your pencil. <laughs> <laughs> Because I didn't want to show him that I knew what he was talking about. And then it, yes. it was awkward. <laughs> yeah, awkward. Yes. I like the biscuits, though. That's very interesting. I've never yeah. heard of it. I've never heard of the biscuits, well, yeah. This last year, at the beginning of the year, I had a boy who was constantly touching other boys. Oh, wow. And they, they would come to me and say, Mrs. Merkut, so-and-so touched my biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> And you say, stop, you're making me hungry. Yeah. <laughs> See what I'm talking about? You guys make me laugh. I love you guys. Yeah, you're the best. <laughs> Biscuits, did you bring gravy for that? Oh, woo. Yes. Yeah. So that was one of the biggest problems at the beginning of the year was this little boy who was constantly uh... was he the same one with the carrot no yes yeah. oh my god you guys have oh to hear this story. i need to hear this yeah so the kids would not stand in line you know we have our yellow lines yes. out there after recess they line up so we made them sit which was the best idea so they come and they line up and they sit on the yellow line and then they're not run they they were running everywhere it was total chaos until we had them start to sit um, on the line. So this little boy, this sweet little boy is sitting there and this other little boy that we met, we're going to call him Brian. Brian was lots of fun all through <laughs> the year. Anyway, he just, it was after lunch and for some reason he had a carrot and he stuck it in the little boy's butt crack <gasps> that was sitting right in front of him. Wow. Did yeah. the little boy do anything in the front and that was sitting in front no, of him? No, I, the only reason I know about it is because he, you know, I'm, I have, when I come out, I have him stand up and he says, Mrs. Merkut, Brian put a carrot in my butthole. <laughs> oh my gosh. What? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so. And that's a phone call home. Yeah. Holy cow. Did you have to call mom or did admin have to call mom? I, I texted her. <laughs> and what yeah. mom say? She couldn't believe it. She was going to talk to him. I mean, he did it. The boy was really innocent. He was not some demon child. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he yeah. was actually... There was a little demon in there. there. Yeah, there was. But he was actually... He was. He could be such a sweetheart. But then, yeah, he did. He had that But what just side. makes him think, like, to do that? I think he's like, carrot. Oh, let's see oh, what happens. Let's see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. Any other funny things? Any other... Uh, do you want me to tell a story about another one of my students? Yeah, of course. Uh, the beginning of last year, so I had Brian, who... Last year was tough, huh? Oh, you have <laughs> no idea. You have no idea. This little boy, I've never met a child like him. I don't... He was a demon. <laughs> and I don't say that lightly. I love children. And this poor boy, he couldn't stay in the classroom... So he was constantly running out. And so I actually started teaching, like standing in front of the door so he couldn't run out. But he was violent with the other students. He was constantly hurting someone. One time, I'm, I'm walking in front of the line. We're coming in. We're all walking, single file. 
and I turned around just in time to see him and he shoved the boy behind him as hard as he could and about five children went down like dominoes. Oh, Oh. like he was trying to push the whole line down. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, one day I did send him. Oh, he ran outside and so I'm like, okay, you stay outside. You stay outside there. And I have a window right next to where I the rug is where they I teach and there's a bench and he stood up on the bench and he looked at me in the eye and he held up his middle finger <sighs> and I just I'm like I am not acknowledging this you didn't give it back to him oh, <laughs> tempted, <just> <laughs> tempted. but um I had I came up last year I said this all the time boys and girls what's the best thing to do when one of our friends is not making good choices and they would say ignore them good so I was trying to set an example of ignoring him and so I went and let the blinds down but it was like a scene from a movie I don't know if this will come across (laughs) you know when I'm talking about it but he just he locked eyes with me that finger was up and he just kept that position the entire time as I was lowering the blinds. That's creepy. I, that well, is creepy. creepy. I thought it was funny. Well, yeah, it's funny, yeah. but it's like, how does he know, like, just to state, like, he's yes. obviously seen it, like, in a movie yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. So he ended up, a few weeks later, having to be dragged out by not just Tim, our security guard. Did you know Tim? Yeah. Awesome. Awesome guy. Uh, Officer Fafita had to come. Wow. Yeah. Came and he had, he dragged him out. He was holding onto my legs, screaming. He didn't want to leave. He didn't want to leave. And yeah, it was a scene. I feel like it was traumatic. Did and you how ever communicate students. with the parents? Uh, this parent, I was told, only spoke Spanish. I don't speak, I mean, you know, I can say adios and hola. But so is that it. what you said to him when they were dragging him out? Adios? <laughs> <laughs> Like, on my leg. (laughs) He could communicate in English really well. Mm -hmm. Because he was always yelling at me. I hate you. You're a horrible teacher. You suck. You're awful. I hate you. And then here he is holding on to your leg, saying, I don't want to leave. Yes. Yep. Yep. Well, but see, that's the reality. Like, people don't realize that kindergartners are capable of doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're capable. Some of them, even though they're small, they can cause a lot of damage if they hold on to your legs or feet and yeah. you fall. Yeah, I mean, if I fell, it would be an avalanche. Like it would, I'd hit the floor hard. Well, I'd you had one, one Melissa a few years ago who ran off out of your room, went yeah. to a fifth grade classroom, threw the printer down, and then bit the teacher. Yeah, what? And like drew blood. Wow. Yeah. I text that teacher and I was like, I hope you got your rabies shot. <laughs> When you were when you were pregnant, and I tell some people, you know, like you, you, they say, "Oh, you teach kindergarten? Oh, bless you! It's you're so so cute, yeah. How cute they are! I hate that. That is not what it's all about. Sometimes, but a lot of the times it's like that. But it's yeah, when people say, "Oh, how cute," and I'm like, "You guys have no idea. If you only knew what it was like in real in real life, it is not like the movies." It is not like Kindergarten Cop. It is like 30 times worse sometimes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> That's a good movie. Yeah. Well, I, you know, luckily those students are the rarity. Mm-hmm. I seem to have, well, no, I've never had a student like that particular one. But every year I have 
at least one. There is someone. In my mind, I call those kind of students a force of nature, and they can um, they can Shanghai your lesson in two seconds. Mm -hmm. You got everybody's doing good. We're like having a fun lesson, and then all of a sudden, everything goes sideways because Mm -hmm. of one student. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why, Jeanette, I liked your strategy. That, you know, most of what I learned, I would say, I learned from you. Long time ago, you'd say, if something's not working, you pick up the paper, you crumple it up, and you go and try. Oh, yeah, like writing, you know, writing for kindergartners. I even told my first graders this last year. Writing, even as a college student or as an adult, is the hardest thing you'll have to do. And there was a day in kindergarten we were writing sentences for the first time, and you can just see it in their faces. They were just, I can't do this. Some of them, they didn't want to do it. So I said, okay, well, let's write the sentence together. They copied what I wrote, but there were still some who didn't even want to do that. Mm-hmm. So again, you could see the frustration. So I told them, I said, you know what? I have these days too. Let's wrinkle up our papers. And they looked at me like, what? Mm-hmm. So we crinkled up the papers and I got the uh, trash can by the door, and we played basketball. Oh! Mm-hmm. And I said, "Let's try this again tomorrow. Yeah. Let's take a break. Yeah. We'll take a break. We don't have to do writing today. Let's do this first thing in the morning tomorrow." Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Okay." So you know, the boys, of course, had to try to, you know, make sure the girls weren't making their basketball um, trash in or whatever they called it, and they just had so much fun. Mm-hmm. And there was another day that happened. And one of the boys says, I can't do this. And I said, first of all, can't's a bad word in my classroom. And so he says, well, I don't know how I can do this. And I said, okay, well, if you want to throw it away and work on it later with one of my parent volunteers, you can do that too. I didn't want to pressure them to do something that they didn't feel confident in and Mm -hmm. then later get to it and just always think it's something they couldn't do. Mm -hmm. So we made it a game. Yeah. I have learned so much from you, Jeanette. You Aww. are such a good teacher. You have such intuition. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. You just, yeah. I'm glad that the new school recognizes that. Oh, yeah. I've got, yeah, yeah I've even already been asked to do a couple of things, and I'm like, no. <laughs> good for you. <laughs> no. You've learned how to say no. I yeah. have. I have learned how to say no That's now. That's the number one thing you have to learn how to say when you're a teacher. First year or what or tenth year? Yes. Just say no. They wanted me to move my classroom this year, and at first I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that. I was getting like anxiety attacks because look at my room. Yeah, we're in my room. Your room um, actually looks really good. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, I said, okay, if they'll pay me a day, an extra day to come and do it, I will move. <sighs> Anyway, then I got thinking about it and getting the anxiety attacks, and I texted back, no, no, I don't want to move. Good for you. I'm doing it. And they came back and said, well, that's just as well because they were not going to pay an extra day. That is one of the – That's smart of you to ask that, though. I would have never thought about that. that. They asked all of us. They asked me. They asked CW. They asked everyone. But I would have never thought to ask for that. That was smart. Well, I'm just very aware right now. Well, my daughter is a teacher. She teaches middle school. And she right now is very, I am not going to work outside of my contract hours. Mm-hmm. And because, and she had just had it, that the whole COVID thing and that, that so it's two years. 
and they just kept piling and piling and piling all these things on teachers that we have to do, that we have to document, especially bad uh, in middle school because she's got 180 students. Right. And so she had just had it. And this year she's had it. And she says she is not working outside of her contract hours. Which, you and, know what, I've been doing that this year or last year. I stopped going to my classroom on the weekends. Like you guys know, we were here on the weekends. We we're here during mm-hmm. breaks. I didn't go to my yep. classroom during any breaks. I Good. it was nice. I didn't get burnt out at all last year, so that was yeah. really nice. That is, they talk about teacher burnout, and that's what it is. Yeah. We work so many hours beyond our contracted time that we don't we don't even get recognition for it. It's like they don't appreciate it at all. And it lowers our, like, pay ratio. It makes it look like we make $3 an hour. Yeah. Because we put in so many extra hours. Right. Like, I used to stay after school an hour to to prep for the next day or for an activity. And now the longest I'll stay after school is 30 minutes. If I didn't finish it, I'll finish it in the morning. Right. Yeah. I, I need to do that. I'm guilty of staying. You want me to text late. you and be like, <laughs> "Yeah." Or on my dr- on, on my drive home, I'll honk. Yeah. Mark it. Time to go home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, so if I can mention my daughter again, um, she would spend entire weekends grading. She teaches English, so you know there's a lot of writing. Writing, and yeah. she would spend entire weekends, like the whole two days, ten hours a day trying to grade, do her grading. And she does it at night when she's watching TV. She's never just watching TV. She's always got a pile of papers that she's grading. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a lot of pressure to do that too because you have to have two um, assignments per week entered in the grade book. And yeah, how do you do that if you don't have time to grade? With 180 kids. 180 kids. That's oh, a lot. Yeah. And I don't think they had any, well, our prep time last year was before school. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they yeah. don't appreciate it because we were already coming in before mm-hmm. school. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, and then the one year, the first year she taught, they actually did. She did have an empty period, no students, I should say, where she could uh, prep or grade or whatever. Which is not enough time, but it's because at then least, when do you collab? Yeah, which exactly. But mm-hmm. they have you collabing. They had you filling in for other teachers. Other teachers, who teachers yeah. There. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The period subbing and so she was actually glad this year that they didn't have a a period during the day because then they couldn't pull her prep time to you know sub for another teacher. Well, you know, coming from this district where you guys are still at, what were we at? Eight hours. Yep. And then now I'm at a school that's, I don't know, six and a half maybe? Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't finish things in eight hours. Yeah. Six and a half now, I'm like... How do I finish? How do I finish? Yeah. 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 Well, I think one thing that bothers me too is that on the one hand, they treat us, well, you're salaried. You're not an hourly employee, so therefore you can come and do all these extra things. That's just part of the job. It's part of your contract. Mm-hmm to chaperone dances and carnivals and what which which I enjoy mm-hmm. but on the other hand if you want to leave a little bit early oh no you have to request that time off 
right you have to put it in yeah and then that's yeah that counts against you so am i hourly or am i a salary because if you add all that time up just say like fall festival Mm-hmm. We're already there on campus setting up. That's fine. But then the cleanup afterwards mm-hmm. yep. is an extra 30, 45 minutes. Yeah. And it's like, but you already came to work early to do prep. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah. You're right. It's a double standard. Why Why are we considered salary? But then you're taking, you're nitpicking each half hour, hour that we leave early or that, you know, we're, we come in late, you got to put it in. Oh, you came in an hour late. Why bother doing that if we're salaried? We yeah. put in so much extra time on top of that. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense to me. I never really thought of it that way. Yeah. And then I, you know, I could, I like feel like when I'm walking to my car, sometimes I feel like the camera's looking at me and like, oh, I know I'm being recorded. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That bothers me. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, get bothered me they... i'm like 10 minutes early i'm going bye guys <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah well they never like i've left early and they've never like called me in and said kathy you left 15 minutes early yesterday right. right that's true but we get emails from them constantly saying like general emails general yeah. emails saying please remember you have to stay until this time mm-hmm. it's because are they saying it because it's your choice that you're the one that came earlier that was yeah. your choice? Yeah. But see, and then, but here's another thing. It's like, they don't see, okay, now I pull up in my driveway, and now my phone rings, and a parent calls and t- wants to talk about the, pro- the kid's progress, and I'm on the phone, or they send me a message through Blooms, so I'm talking about that. No, and no, now no. before I look at my watch, it's been an hour that I've been talking to somebody about this. And then I'm like, I just want to go home. Nope, I have learned to, the last couple years, leave my work phone at in the classroom. I would even leave my laptop in the classroom, and I would just lock it up in my desk or in the cabinet because parents will be calling or texting you constantly. Mm-hmm. And like you said, there was a parent that had an issue, and by the time I stopped texting or calling him and his wife, it was like 8.30 at night. Yeah. And yeah. so I was like, I'm not doing this. No. And no. so I took all work stuff off my phone, mm-hmm. off my personal laptop, so Good. it's just on work stuff. Good. So then I'm not sitting there constantly checking on my phone emails, and then it just frustrates me. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because now I've missed dinner. Right. I've missed my opportunity to make my margarita. See? <laughs> yes. Oh, no, no, no. You don't important. miss the margarita. <laughs> See? I don't like that. Yeah, I really, I really curb. And you don't want to text them while you're drinking your margarita because you might say something you don't mean, you know? Right, Right. exactly. Now, so that should be a goal for you guys to talk about at your next collab is like, leave your stuff like I do now at my new school. Laptop stays in, lock it in my desk. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anything school stuff, I leave. If I don't finish in that 30 minutes after I stay after contracted time, Oh, well. And it's hard to communicate that with new teachers yeah. on your team because they're so gung-ho. You know, it's the first year. Well, yeah, they want excited. Wanna, they mm-hmm. want to impress everyone. They want to give it their best, and they overdo it, and then they get burned out. Right. Yep. And they don't understand, no matter how much you tell them, they're not going to understand. Listen, we know what we're talking about. You're going to get burned out. You need to start thinking about this. And we tried to tell a teacher that a few years ago, and she kept <clears> – <throat> She left her school phone here and her laptop, but then her personal phone still had blooms. So she was still texting parents. And then she was upset the next morning that she was still texting a mom at 12 a.m. 
No. And I'm like, wow. I already told you, turn that off, take it off of your phone. Mm-hmm. We've told you yeah. that multiple times. Yeah. And then she took it off. For those of you that don't know, Blooms is an app on your phone that is a way for parents and teachers to communicate. Um, it's kind of like Facebook, only right. it's unique to your classroom, and so outsiders cannot see what is being posted. And It's almost yeah. like it's similar Probably to Class that. Dojo. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know mm. other teachers who use that. I use Class Dojo now, but to be honest, I like Blooms better. Mm. It's a messaging app for teachers and families. Yeah. In the classroom. Yeah. Yeah, it's certainly helpful. I mean, imagine what teachers did 50 years ago, 20 years ago. We didn't have that kind of stuff. We just printed Ooh. it out. Yeah. Typed everything up, printed it out, sent it at home. When I was a kid, they used to pin the notes that were going home onto our shirts. Mm. Well, we did that yep. if, even, what, like five years ago before Blooms and Class Dojo, yeah. like we knew about that. We were pinning stuff onto their shirts. Well, I wondered if I could do that. And I don't know, for some reason I thought, well, they don't do that many anymore. Maybe there's like a rule or something. I don't know if there's a sharp. rule, but then there's sharp. that one parent, that one student that never returns progress right? reports, report cards, uh-huh. anything. Doesn't know about picture day, doesn't exactly. know. Exactly. That's when Anything. I'll pin it on. I won't pin it on their shirt. I'll pin it on their backpack. Oh, that's a good idea. On the outside. Because you put stuff in their backpack and uh, uh-huh. it just comes right back. You're right. That's a great idea. Just staple it to their back. Don't use a pin, obviously. Well, I had, one, gonna... I had one student that says, my mom doesn't go through my backpack. But he always carried this lunch pail and always had cute snacks assembled in those little oh, bento boxes. Ah, yeah. So I stapled it to his lunch box on the handle brilliant yeah so at parent pickup he was like mom (laughs) and i saw her take it so yeah (laughs) yeah i stapled something to someone's back no it was a jacket back of their jacket or something (laughs) once and then i was at parent pickup saw the kid go in the car saw the mom pull it off and crumple it up (laughs) (laughs) okay well that happens i guess ignorance is bliss yeah (laughs) Wow. <laughs> until it's field trip time or until it's you want a hundred dollars and we're giving you free clothes or something time. Yeah, that's then so true. Yeah, then then, they, they, respond. Yes. then yes. they respond. Yes. Yeah. Or you get a free blah 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 this year. Right. Most parents are awesome though. Oh yeah. Especially in kindergarten. Yeah. Yes. Well yeah. You so have many to be parents. On top of it. Yeah. They want to be involved. Yeah. You ask for donations and you get like five times what you need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do miss that. What do you see in the future of education in general? I have a positive outlook. There's a lot of buzz, a lot of headlines about how broken our education system is. And yes, there are many things that need to be fixed. But to tell you the truth, my entire life, remember I grew up with teachers. Mm -hmm. They have been saying, they, whoever they is, have been saying that education is broken. It needs to be fixed. And, you know, changes are made little by little. And I I just, I'm just going to keep on teaching and voting and trying to influence where I can, going to board meetings. And there have been little changes that make a big difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just us getting the aids Yes. a big difference. Yeah. Um, I was so happy when I heard that for you guys. I was like, yay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I I think it's great. I also, I know we talked about all of our special students today. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
but I am so impressed with the caliber of people, these little five and six year olds. I had some amazing students last year mm -hmm. that were so kind, so thoughtful, very, you know, they knew what was going on. They were just very on the ball mm -hmm. and there are future leaders. Yeah. And yeah. I, I have faith in them. Yeah. And you look at like the kids we had, like the kids I had like five, six, seven years ago, and I see what they are now, and most of them are okay. Yes. They're gonna be okay. Yeah. Well, I know. So I, I raised my family before I had kids, and you know, children are just crazy. They do crazy things. Right. And I kept telling myself, ninety nine point nine percent of all children go up, grow up to be contributing adults. Yes. Yeah. And it's true. Mm -hmm. And so even these special students, I I also feel like a lot of what makes them special is their creativity and their energy. And if they mm -hmm. can carry those characteristics with them into the future, if we as a society don't squash it entirely out of them, if we can help train them in how to um, use that energy for good, mm -hmm. yeah. And that's why I feel like all students should start off in kindergarten. Oh, yeah. It's not mandatory, but it should be. It should be. Kindergarten Absolutely. is not babysitting. They're expected to know how to read and write when they finish. Mm -hmm. And, and now they're starting, they're starting, uh, what, yeah. universal TK and TK now. And mm -hmm. I feel like. Step in the right direction. That, yes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Those kids need those social skills and. You know, all those skills that they learn in TK and kindergarten really will help out when they get into first grade. Oh, yeah. I have a student last year who didn't go to kindergarten, preschool, or anything. And wow, he was so low compared mm -hmm. to everyone in the classroom. Yeah. And even though his kindergarten year was all distance learning, most of it was distance learning, he still didn't know how to write his name. Wow. But for me, I was like, okay, this is good. You know, I taught kindergarten for nine years. I know how to help him out. But then the teachers who were on my team who have never taught kindergarten, they've only done first grade and up, it was so hard for them that I felt like I was a new teacher because it's a new school. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But they were coming up to me and asking me what they could do and what wow. I do with my kids yeah. because they yeah. had no idea. Because when they come to first grade, usually, they already know how to use a pencil. They already know how to read, yeah. you know, Typically, simple yeah simple sentences you know the right. majority of them but yeah as a new teacher at a new district i was actually asked for a lot of help with a lot of their kiddos yeah. because those ones didn't go to kindergarten yeah so put your kids in kindergarten <laughs> and have them go to school every day that they're not sick yes i have some students whose attendance is so poor that even by the end of the year they're still not meeting the benchmarks right I don't understand what goes through, I mean, me being a parent to you being a parent, what goes through people's minds, why they would choose not to send yeah. their kids to, to kindergarten. Right. Why wouldn't, why wouldn't you? Right. It, it's only there to benefit. And if you're worried about, oh, I don't want them exposed to all these politics. There is no politics in kindergarten. No, not it's, in kindergarten, not in our we, classroom. It's straightforward. It's you're reading, you're writing. You're learning how to socialize, how to say please and thank you, how to share. You know, it's why wouldn't you want that for your kids? Right. Well, why would you want your child to start first grade 
already behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I had a student last year who was barely there and super low in everything that I was like, okay, well, maybe we need to start like an SST or something. And I'm like, I don't want to start an SST. It's his attendance that's poor. Mm-hmm. So then I had admin and um, admin and I meet up with mom through Zoom. She wouldn't even make it to those meetings. Ugh. And finally, I talked to mom on the phone and I said, look, he's struggling. His attendance, I think, all year was, I think, a 34.2%. Wow. Oh, wow. What was her excuse? She got a new job down the hill. She couldn't take him to the bus stop or something like that. But older brother was always at school. And you live in a community where the buses pick up within a mile. It's not like here where you guys or all over the high desert, yeah, you know, yeah. where my school, it's they have buses within a, after a mile and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. they could have even walked to school. But for some reason, he would stay home. Older brother would come to school. And it's like, older brother, I think, was in fifth or sixth grade. They could have walked together. Sure. And long story short, after I had this one-on-one with mom and talked about how much he's struggling, she somehow got him to school every day for a, almost a month wow that's and great good for made her. a difference huh? it made such a huge difference he went from not knowing any letters letter sounds to at least telling me the letters in his name mm-hmm. the sounds of the letters in his name and then writing something as simple as i like to play which is a kindergarten standard but, you know, this student is supposed to be almost in second grade. Right. And he's just, he's but just it was improvement because sure. he started coming. Right. And. Yeah. Attendance means everything. Everything. It does. If they're not sick, and there were times he would come and say, we went to Vegas. We went dirt bike riding mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And I'm like, is that why you didn't come to school? He's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think parents think that we make macaroni necklaces all day. <laughs> Right. And, and finger paint. And finger paint and that there's nothing important going on, so may as well just pull them out half of the time. But it's not it's not like that. And it's almost like we need to make that clear when we have our orientations with the parents. There well, will be no macaroni necklaces. Yes. <laughs> Unless you want one. Unless you really want one. We we actually do. Well, mine are, in my class, we make Fruit Loop necklaces. But. Well, that's different. That's 100th day stuff. Right. Like, we're yes. still counting. You're still we're still counting. Doing yes. We're still doing, you know, um, fine motor skills. Like, this is all learning. You right. Know? It's not like we're just pulling things out of our butt. You know? You're like, damn yeah. it, I don't want another macaroni necklace. <laughs> <laughs> I already have five. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And also, like, I have kids who are constantly late, like half an hour. And the first half hour of the day, that's your prime learning and teaching yes, time. Right. Yeah. We do so much that first half hour of the day. And yeah, the student that always comes late has no idea what's going on. Mm-hmm. And they've missed it. Yeah. And with us being alone in the classroom, what are the chances that we can stop and recover all of that material we can't see and that's going to be nice when you guys have an aide in the room it's like okay johnny comes in late missed the reading for that morning Mm -hmm. they can go sit with who your aide and they can do it with them do Mm -hmm. the read aloud and then later on they can he can do the comprehension questions with you or 
you know, things like that. So it's going to be so nice that you guys have that. And they'll be able to review the assessments and see who needs work on what. Yeah. And they, they can do that, you know, because we are, I mean, we're, regardless, we're still going to have a big class. I mean, what do we have, 26? What's going to be nice, too, they can help you with are report we? cards, couldn't they? Right, yes. Like you, oh, there's always that handful of students that you're like, ah, oh, I don't know if I should give them a three because, mm -hmm. you know, you're always debating what should I give. Mm -hmm. And it's like he's on the borderline, but then you, now you have someone to talk about who's in the classroom yes. most of the day with you every day. Yeah. You can talk about it with each other. That's exactly right. See, teachers are the best people. Yeah, yes, we regardless are. of what the world thinks sometimes. Right. Yeah. You know, we get a lot of flack. You know, people think that we work, you know, we actually work four hours a day and we actually don't do anything. I, my husband thinks I sit at a desk and sip coffee all day and point <laughs> and say, you do this and you do that and you lead this and you do this and just sit and relax. And it's not like that. And he needs no. to come in and watch you just one day. Yeah. And see how fast he's running out the door. You yeah. had a, speaking of that, Melissa had a male, a dad come in one time and volunteer. Yeah. And by the end of the day, he didn't even make it the whole eight hours. He said at the last recess to her, I don't know how you do this. And we just saw him walk down that ramp and we never saw him <laughs> come back again. again. He just exited the yes. facility. He didn't even say bye to us. He just says, I don't know how you guys do this. He walked down that ramp and we never saw him again. And I was like, is your volunteer coming back? And she's like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. Never saw him yeah. again. He's out of there. Uh, well, That's usually some, how it is with Melanie. There's a reason that's called this uh, podcast is Kindergarten Chaos. Yeah. Emphasis yeah. on the chaos. Mm -hmm. And I kind of enjoy it. That that controlled chaos is when you get your yes, class controlled going. controlled chaos. Yes. When you get your class going, there are times where it's just magic. That mm -hmm. controlled yep. chaos is, yeah. And that's my goal for this year is organized chaos. Yeah, not yes. Just disorganized yeah. chaos. Organized. Well, and it's not really chaos at all because it is organized, but to the outsider, it might look like chaos. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And I think we're going to end it there for today. All Yay. right. So thank you for tuning in, and until next time. See you later. Goodbye. Thank you for joining us, Mrs. Merkett. Thanks for having me. I loved it. Mrs. Ackerman, thank you. Education Nation is produced by Melissa Tumanian, Jeanette Ackerman, and Kathleen Merkett. Thanks for listening.